Uh, this is Lenny D'Angelo uh, here. Uh, Art Sound Off Challenge uh, from the Lean Into Art podcast. Uh, ArtSoundOff.com, LeanIntoArt.com, November Audio Journaling Challenge. Responding to the prompts that the gentlemen from Lean Into Art have posted, uh, I'm responding to number six uh, useful constraints. What constraints do you find useful for your projects? Okay, I think that was. Uh, Something that I actually have been pondering, and, and uh, so it's good to good to revisit this. Uh, I wrote some notes here about that, about that topic, things I think about. Uh, ex- useful constraints, okay. Externally imposed versus internal. Uh, time, energy, and relationships. Uh, what is desired versus what is possible and likely. Maybe and or likely. Uh... Style, detail, medium, and scale. Uh, Market and value. And valuing project and lifestyle versus product and output. Oh, that's a long list. Uh, Okay, for useful constraints, I've been getting a lot out of listening to what other uh, sound off participants have been talking about their constraints. Um, And I thought I would offer a, 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 a big picture perspective on what I think about now that I, uh, I don't know, I've, I've been getting very extreme, <laughs> and uh, I think that I'm trying to find a, a, a good balance with it, with the extreme point of view that is that is also useful and, and helpful. Uh, okay, so constraints. Usually, what we do with it, with a project is we we get something in mind, and then we're like, well, it can't be too big, right? So I gotta I gotta limit this, or it'll never get finished. I think that's how most people think of it. Of, of a constraint, and then you put something in place, whether that be, uh, you know, a style constraint, a medium constraint, a number of pages, uh, a, a, a deadline, whatever it is, those kinds of things. I think they go without saying. Uh, they're they're all, they are part of a process that uh, uh, is necessary. But I I've been thinking about them in a little bit bigger picture, uh, and I actually think that there are two kinds of constraints. That, that we uh, that can be useful, even though we may have negative feelings about some of them, they can be useful. Externally uh, uh, imposed constraints and internally composed constraints. And the ones that are externally imposed are uh, the ones that come to mind first are time, energy, and relationships for me. Why do I think about it that way? Well, time is always a subject on every artist's mind. I think especially if you work some kind of day job or you got some kind of freelance work, you got clients, whatever. Projects that are not your personal thing. Most of us are not making money doing the thing we love. Uh, Not, I mean, not completely. And so time is always an issue. Because one is always trying to wedge things that we want to be doing into a, a very small window of time that is uh, in between what we don't want to be doing, and, but are necessary for life, livelihood and whatnot. Okay, but I think that can be thought of in a little more positive terms as a useful constraint. Imagine you wake up tomorrow, you win the lottery, everybody always talks about this, and you got all the time in the world. Are you focused on what you what you need to achieve are you are is your pro, do your projects all of a sudden magically happen and 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 have a, 
a structure to them or are you suddenly inundated with with all the time in the world and it's very hard to focus on what you actually want to accomplish what you actually need to achieve so i think that limited window of time can be seen as a very useful constraint now you you don't necessarily have a choice i mean uh, you can always dip into your sleep i've talked about that or your health but i think I think the fact that <clears throat> if you got an hour or whatever, I think what comes to mind, uh, Kev, the 100 days challenge from Kevin Cross. Uh, check out Kevin Cross on YouTube. Uh, his constraint in the time window was 30 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes a day for 100 days. It's a very small window, but a very helpful constraint. It, 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 it limits what you're uh, going to do and it focuses you on what you need to be doing. You've got, I've got a 30-minute window here, and I, I just need to do that. Uh, okay, it's a positive way to think about that unfortunate fact. Energy is another externally imposed constraint, and, and uh, you know, everybody has different levels of energy, and I'm always super jealous of people who wake up at 3 a.m. and just go, go, go until 1 a.m. and they get their two-hour window of sleep and then they return. Uh, okay, that's not the, that's the, those are not the cards I've been dealt. Uh, uh, so, uh, my, my limited energy I, drives me up the wall, but I, and I, I think about it very negatively, but if I'm spinning it positively, it is a useful constraint. Uh, it helps me to find ways to conserve the energy that I'm going to need to uh, accomplish and to maybe, maybe uh, you know, focus that, to channel it differently. It, it you know, constraint, constraint breeds creativity, right? Or, or limitations breed creativity, as they say. And so, you know, having, having limited time, limited energy makes you makes one uh, think about the project differently approach things differently okay so if you want to spin it positive i think that's a useful constraint that that it that is uh, you know imposed upon you by the world the other one i think about is relationships and i i don't you know my relationship situations it is what it is a lot of people married a lot of people have children a lot of people have good friends um someone might be might be uh, tempted to tell you to uh, treat those things as second priorities. I will not tell you that. My point of view, and you can call it a bias, I prefer point of view, because it comes from experience, okay, uh, is that that's not healthy or good. Uh, that in the end of your life, you're going to wish you had spent more time nurturing relationships and less time on your, on your dumbass project. No offense. Uh, and I, that's just how I feel at this point in my life. Uh, because projects come and go, people do not have to come and go. Uh, they don't have to. You can keep them around if you, if you care for them. If you nurture them like a garden, you, you go out and water and fertilize, you, you might see some fruit. So I think time, energy, and relationships, three things that should be considered priorities in life uh, and can be useful constraints into focusing your uh, attention. Okay, what is desired versus what is possible and what is likely? Another useful constraint. Um, sometimes I got big ambitions, a lot of drive, 
lot of a lot of big feelings about what I should what should happen. And a useful constraint is to refocus, renegotiate what is actually likely. Okay. Anybody ever try to do a workout routine or whatever? You know, the new year comes up and we're trying. I'm gonna get into shape. I'm gonna do an hour and a half at the gym every day. I'm gonna be buffed by summer and I'm gonna get out there in my speedo and and and, and, and well, you'll see. Nobody's kicking dirt in this skinny guy's face again. Uh, that's a wonderful ambition. Uh, it probably ain't likely. You know what I'm saying? And it's important, I think, with experience, that you stop being depressed. I'm talking to me. Stop being depressed about what did not happen that you thought should happen and start making uh, accommodations for what will probably likely happen. Uh, Be more realistic is what I'm saying. And don't be so depressed about that. It's fine. It's, It's a useful constraint. Okay? There are a certain amount of hours in the day, a certain amount of energy, other things going on in life. It's useful to be able to make peace with that and uh, focus your attention on what can happen instead of what should happen or, or your, your idea of what should happen. Your idea of what should happen doesn't always line up with uh, uh, what the world has in store for you. Okay, which, which can be depressing or it can be a useful constraint. It can help you find ways to work with what you're working, your toolboxes, as I've said before in the past. Uh, okay. So what is desired versus what is possible and, and or likely? Okay. Style, detail, medium, and scale. These are internally imposed constraints. You get to choose what style you work with. You get to choose what medium you work in, and you get to choose the scale of your project. Nobody's forcing you to write the great American novel by uh, in three months. Nobody's forcing you to do that. Okay? That's all you. You decided that's what you were going to do. And you decided that I was going to just burn all the bridges in my life and, and live amongst existence in the cloister here and just uh, uh, lock myself in a, in a room and, and do that like Rapunzel up in the tower. Well, that, that doesn't have to be the way it works. That's, that was all you're doing, okay? I'm talking to me. You could decide that you're going to work in a simple medium, uh, in, a, in a simple style, and make your scale a whole hell of a lot smaller. And what you may find doing that, as that, that is a useful, those are three useful constraints that are all on you. That's your responsibility to decide those. Uh... All right, see, you're not the greatest artist in the world. Again, I'm talking to me. Uh, You don't have to be to finish something, hello. You just, you know, work with what you got and finish something. And it'll feel feel how it feels, okay? That's that. Sorry, I just come across as a lecture. I'm talking to me. Okay, useful constraints, style medium and scale of project all right market and value these are things that are going to get me into trouble a lot of times people especially accomplished artists or people with a little bit of experience not usually first timers but sometimes will start their projects or start their desired projects or they or think or conceive of even their projects with a market in mind and uh, and a value, a monetary or uh, or uh, in most cases, it has to do with some sort of renown. Uh, 
some sort of fame, some sort of recognition, uh, whatever it is that, that's going to give your project value, some sort of outside, uh, uh, you know, feedback uh, in mind. And without that market there to look at the work, the audience, and without that value provided to you by that external source, uh, the project has very little worth to the, to the person involved. I think that is a bullshit way to approach your life. I'm sorry. I know that could get me into trouble. I don't think you should start a project. And again, that's a constraint that you imposed. It sounds like it's all other people. And the truth is, you imposed that constraint by saying, well, I need to be able to sell this, first of all. That's very American. And I need to be able to have people love it in order for me to proceed. I understand why people do that. I do. I completely understand. Of course, nobody wants to create something in a vacuum for no one. I get it. But that is a constraint you put on your own work. And uh, the result, whether or not it sells and whether or not it's beloved by the audience that you don't even know about, uh, that that you you imagined in your own little mind, uh, that's not really up to you, you know? Your passion project is probably just your passion project. Uh, you know, there are always hits, and those hits probably were passion projects from someone, but they, there are so many more books on the shelf that did not make the New York Times bestseller list than there are on the bestseller list. And some of those on the bestseller list ain't that good either. What's my point? Uh, that's a constraint that you could put uh, on yourself before you even start. Look, I guess what I'm saying is I think I think one should approach things from whether or not you're going to get something out of it in terms of your lifestyle. Um, and I follow this up with valuing project and lifestyle versus product and output. What does that have to do with constraints? Well... There is a, a guru out there uh, who I uh, have followed for a while. And his, one of his big statements, one of his big theses, theses uh, his, uh, his uh, um, uh, uh, what is that called? Uh, manifesto statements is uh, that we should have products. As artists and creatives, we should have products, not projects. And what he's getting at, I think, is that finishing is important. I think that's what he's getting at. At least that's what I used to feel like when I heard that. I would say, yeah, I understand that. You want to finish. You don't want to just have this never-ending uh, uh, list of, of uh, or, or, you know, the great American novel that is never quite written. Uh, however, I have uh, I've changed my thoughts on that. Uh, and this has to do with the market and value uh, thing I'm thinking about before. That is it. When you say to yourself, well, when I when I sit down to work uh, with my limited time and energy and all the other factors going on, all the other constraints that are on this thing, when I sit down to work, I'm ending up with a product at the end. I think what you're doing is putting yourself in a mindset that if this thing uh, doesn't have a market or a value, uh, it's not worthwhile not worth doing. And I, I just don't, I just don't jive with that. Again, that's my 
bias uh, slash uh, point of view. I, I really prefer point of view over bias. I think biases can don't change, and point of views do. Um, I think valuing your project keeps keeps the focus on the fact that you're doing it uh, as a as a a lifestyle choice and uh, turning it into a product and your output. You know, how much am I going to output? That is a, uh, I, I find that to be a not useful constraint. In other words, if I can't bind this up as a book and sell it at Comic-Con at the end of this, uh, I shouldn't do it. That's a constraint I've often put on things. Uh, and I'm, I'm re- renegotiating that. I, I really am. I don't think that's right. I think that I actually, as a lifestyle, get a lot out of making, get a lot out of thinking, get a lot out of creating, get a lot out of conceiving. And uh, every conception, every child of mine has value. Uh, it may not have value to anybody but me, but it has value, right? Uh, whether or not it's worth pursuing should have a lot, to, a lot more, in my opinion, in my opinion, to do with... Uh, how far I feel I can take that uh, for my own personal development and how, what, what it will help me explore as a human being and how it will affect my lifestyle in the upcoming year or however long it takes to, to see that thing through to some kind of end. And less to do with whether or not I can bundle it and sell it. And, uh, yeah, I'm speaking from a position of a guy with a full-time job who doesn't sell things for a living. But... Uh, Anyway, I think it's a, it's a more useful constraint to say to yourself, this doesn't have to be a product. This just has to be. Because I feel, I feel strongly about it now. And if I don't feel strongly about it in a month, uh, no harm done. Right? That's a thought. It's just a thought. Okay? I know. An unpopular thought. <laughs> like many, many of my thoughts. As of late. Okay. That's what I'm thinking today about useful constraints. There are many others. I, I think I will continue to negotiate uh, this list, uh, these feelings, as, as, as it is. That's, that's life, everybody. I think value your lifestyle. Look, what, if you're not happy with, with where you stand, uh, slowly start walking in a direction and stand somewhere else. You know, you don't have to climb to the mountain, you just got to, you know, walk a little bit, a little distance over here, look around again, renegotiate, right? Useful, all right, well, I'm off topic. Useful constraints. <laughs> this is a mess. All right. Uh, okay, odd sound off. Prompt number six, useful constraints. Uh, all right, this is Landon D'Angelo. Uh-oh. Okay.